Are you exhausted from running on the hamster wheel of life? Do you feel like you followed all the rules, did all the right things, yet still question, is this really it? Maybe you've dreamt about a totally different career path, but quickly brushed the thought aside because you missed your chance. If so, you're likely not living the happily ever after you once dreamed of. But welcome to the club. You're not alone. Many women have these same thoughts, including myself. Hi, I'm Kristen Latini, a wife, twin mom, and cat mom who walked away from the corporate career I'd built to pursue entrepreneurship. I created this podcast to learn from women who have already done it. Our guests have built their own career paths outside the traditional nine to five. They'll share their personal journeys, the challenges they faced, and the lessons they learned along the way. From there, we'll use their inspiration and insights to help us take baby steps to build our own fairy tales. So whether you're looking to start your own business, make a career change, or simply live a more fulfilling life, this podcast is for you. Consider yourself sprinkled with fairy dust and let's go. Hello, and welcome back to our final episode of 2023. I cannot believe we are here. In case you missed it, we had quite a few episodes this year. And, you know, I played with some different formats. We started out with some themes, took a little summer break, switched to bi-weekly. And, you know, just that little change in cadence definitely allowed me to keep up to maintain my excitement and energy with the podcast while also managing everything going on in the business. So I hope you have been along for the ride, or if you've been along for the ride, I hope you've enjoyed it. If you're new here, buckle up. I have pulled together just a handful of highlights from this year to give you a flavor of what went on around here or to just remind you of some of the amazing stories that we hear on this show. So in terms of fairy tale character responses, if you don't know, I'll remind you on every episode, every person I speak with, I ask them, if you could be a fairy tale character, who would you be and why? And I'm always intrigued. I'm always curious to hear what people are going to say. It's never what I expect them to say. This year, we again saw a few responses with Belle. She's one of my classic favorites. We had a couple Elle Woods from Legally Blonde, so that was a new one. It was cute. I love Elle Woods. And then we had a few literary heroines come up. We had a Rocky Balboa. But my favorite response this year came from Lisa Zarotny, a productivity and accountability coach certified in positive psychology and stress management. She focuses on helping multi-passionates, right? Lisa's response was one of my favorites. One, because I love the character. And two, it was just such a well-thought-out and complete answer. Take a listen for yourself. Can you please share if you could be a fairy tale or fictional character, who you would be and why? Yes. So big Disney fan, and I do love this movie so very much, but I resonate with this character incredibly, and that would be Rapunzel from Tangled. Oh, you know I love her. Yes. (laughs) So she's talented. She maximizes her time even when she feels trapped, right? She's multi-passionate, right? Think about it. She's a book lover you know, does candle making and paints and, and, you know, so many different things. And she loves all of these things. Okay. She intuitively knows there's more to life and she pushes ahead with those dreams, even when she's torn about it and her family doesn't agree. She's welcomed by all walks of life for her genuineness and her ability to connect. And she's encouraging and she's brave and fierce without being unkind She keeps her promises and bonus round. She loves to sing. She works a frying pan really well. I mean, frying pans, who knew? And she has great hair. So yeah, Rapunzel. 
Lisa Zaratni was just so much fun to chat with and kick off the year. And, you know, as you're thinking about getting ready for 2024 and starting the year strong, go back and check out this episode because Lisa dove into things like decluttering can help make both physical and mental space for you to build that fairy tale. And she also talks about building a vision board. So again, I think it's just very timely as we're going into the new year. This might be an episode you want to revisit. In February, we focused on purpose and mindset, and I squealed just a little bit with excitement the moment I confirmed Tanya Dalton as a guest on the show. She is another productivity coach. She's also a podcast host. She's an author and just someone I really respect. So it was really a pinch me moment to get to chat with her live for this interview. Here is one of my favorite gems she had to share. Here's the thing. Nobody has it all figured out. I think that's the thing. Standing in my kitchen, making that big decision that this is what I want to do, The next question was, how (laughs) do I do this? And it is, we put so much emphasis on the big giant leaps. What I was lucky enough with my thinking to do, which is one of the things I, I talk to women now about is, don't worry about the big giant leaps. Focus in on the tiny steps, the little steps. What can I do today to get me closer to that big, bright, beautiful future I dream about? Don't worry about jumping across the Grand Canyon. Instead, put one foot in front of the other climb down the canyon walls, get across the other side, you can cross the Grand Canyon in a day. You can just by putting one foot in front of the other instead of trying to figure out a way to like jump across, you know, and spend 20 years trying to figure that out. So really putting value in the small steps. That's that's how you do it. What's the saying? You're making a mountain out of a molehill. How many things are we making into those Grand Canyon leaps that don't need to be? I mean, the most simplistic example I can think of, and it's really not simple, but it's one I feel like we can all relate to at some point or another is the, I want to leave my job thought. And if you're like me, the first thing that comes to mind is, well, I can't do that. But really, is that true? What if we made a plan and wrote down all the little baby steps it might take to get there and started today with just one step? You'd get there a heck of a lot faster than if you just keep sitting here thinking, I just can't do that. This stuff is big, but it's also pretty darn simple. Audra King, founder of a coaching and design agency, joined us on the show and had this to share about how we as women tend to dream small, but why dreaming big really benefits us all. There are so many people who don't realize the opportunities they have because they're afraid. And I think there are a lot of messages out there that make us more afraid about what happens if I lose my job, what happens if I can't make it? And so we stay small. And my hope is that just by talking about things like women building wealth, women owning businesses, women making decisions for themselves that maybe are a little outside of the norm, we can start to just show what's possible and hopefully inspire people and give them tools. Because it's great to say, when women create wealth, we make the world a better place. But then it's like, well, how do I do that? How do I get out of this cycle? I also think women have a beautiful ability to know how to help. You know, we have relationships and we have community connections that when we have money to put towards causes that are important to us or to even just bring our own families up out of poverty or bad situations, that creates a ripple that that spreads for generations. And isn't that what we're all trying to do here with building our own fairy tale? I love this reminder, not just to dream big, but why dreaming big is so important. That whole conversation with Audra was just so much fun. So if you didn't hear it the first time around, make sure you go back and check out that episode. 
Obviously, along the way to these dreams, we're going to make some mistakes or fall on our faces. That's a part of the journey. But Stephanie Nemes, food blogger and influencer, had this to share about the lessons we learn along the way. It takes so much not giving up on yourself. So I can't tell you the number of times I have been bawling and just told my husband, I'm done. I'm I'm going back to teaching. I knew I was a good teacher. I didn't have to rely on an algorithm to tell me that. I just did my best and I saw success in my students. Whereas this is really tricky. It's it's really hard for a type A, somebody who works so hard and usually sees the results of the work because in this field, you don't necessarily see it. You don't, a lot of it is luck of getting pushed out and then it kind of spirals. But in the beginning for me, it was so, so hard to give so many hours of my time, so much of my heart into something that I wasn't really seeing it grow. But then it did and it was so worth it. And so I'm just so happy that I didn't give up because in the beginning of September, I was ready. I was looking at teaching jobs. I was ready to go back. I'm just glad that I didn't give up on this passion, this dream of mine, because now I'm like, I'm doing it. And I am happy I didn't give up on myself. So if anyone's just starting out, it's really hard. And all those influencers or social media people who do it, they grow so quickly in a year. That wasn't me. Honestly, that was not me at all. So I had to put a lot of time in, but then it paid off. Consistency is key, right? We heard it from Stephanie. We've heard it before. And there are no overnight successes. We also heard from a number of very young entrepreneurs this year. Two fellow Jersey girls, Brielle Roche and Gabby Atchison, started their own picnic company while in college. Shout out to Rutgers. And it makes you feel just a little bit of a slacker, right, for what you maybe did in college. But I love the innocence and simplicity of how a simple trip to Target was one of their very first steps getting moving on the business idea they casually came up with while chatting in their dorm room. And then the next day, literally the next day after this talk, I go to Target with my one of my other friends. And I'm in like that like dollar, three dollar section. I'm in a clearance section at one point, And I see a table runner and a pillow, like literally like three little items. And I'm like, oh my God, that would be so perfect. So I call Gabby. I'm like, you know what? I know that this was so like random yesterday that we were just jokingly saying we should start this. I'm just going to buy it and we can return it, but like, I'm just going to buy it. We'll see where we go. And then we just started slowly like collecting things and it kind of, we like put together like the very beginning of a website. We had no pictures. Like it was just so like, so random. <laughs> like we had like nothing going on at first but yeah we just started like collecting things and seeing what we could put together and what i love again and again about my guests are these little baby steps are so powerful can you imagine if the stuff we buy at target helps us build our fairy tales i'm laughing inside because if you've seen my card at target you would not think it was going to help but seriously i continue to be amazed and what further impresses me is when i see women killing it in a traditionally male dominated field Kate Pollack is one of those women. She shared her story of how she entered the family business in HVAC. Some of the challenges are things that you might expect from a woman in a male-dominated industry that people don't look at you as a subject matter expert. A lot of the times people walk through the door and they see me and they go, hi, I'd like to talk to someone like technical, you know, (laughs) like mechanic. And I'm like, well... As luck would happen, I am right here. Today, Kate handles incidents like these with pride. 
I love how she thought way outside the box here. And instead of, I just don't want to be in the HVAC industry, she saw the opportunity to build a career and life that allowed her to grow in advance while caring for her family. Another guest who was like a pinch me moment for me was Crystal Prophet because I listened to her podcast regularly and it just felt surreal to have her guest on my show. But Crystal spoke to the strength in showing up consistently. It's just not really sexy. And I think that that's where people are kind of like, oh, that's that's boring, Crystal, because I stick with like the basics and the foundations and like the tried and true methods. And people are like, yeah, but I want to start a podcast or I want to start a YouTube channel and I want to have a million downloads tomorrow and I want to have a million subscribers tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, that's fantastic. I'm not the person to give you that information. <laughs> but if you want to build something that lasts and create content and still be around to talk about it in the next five years, like I'm your girl, like come hang out with me because I can show you those strategies all day, every day. There's that theme of consistency again. Baby steps, consistently, just keep showing up and putting in the work. Again, simple, but not easy. Over the summer, I had a month of episodes that featured women who all had some connection to the military. Tasha Booth is a military spouse, and I had never thought much about this position as something to be strategic about before when it came to work, but listen in. One of the things about military spouses is so many of us have advanced degrees, have a wealth of knowledge and information and expertise. But the problem is that we move every three to four years. And so it's really hard to create a career that can move with you. You know, you're just moving and moving and moving. And it's really hard to kind of work the corporate ladder in a way that a lot of other people do. And so figuring out, I've worked with a lot of military spouses just in coaching them and everything, but figuring out how to make it work for you is so vitally important because a lot of times our paychecks are necessary to keep the house going, but then your options are very limited because the minute people hear military spouse, that clock or basically starts ticking for them in terms of like, there's a timeline for when we're going to leave. My biggest fear in life is to be ordinary. I don't want that to come across as like snobby or any anything like that. But I just know that when I get complacent or when I get bored, my life stops being the way that I want it to be. And so I'm always looking for the challenge, the opportunity, the excitement. And that's what I want out of life. And so choosing the easy way or choosing the ordinary way is never going to be the way for me. So these conversations were kind of like a military life 101 for me because I hadn't had much exposure. But I loved how Tasha spoke to the choice between ordinary and extraordinary. This one really hit home because that's pretty much what Build Your Own Fairy Tale is all about. Sure, we can settle for a nine to five that pays the bills. But if you want the real fairy tale, you have to go ahead and build it yourself. For example, stay-at-home mom Ashley Campbell saw the struggle her kids were having in writing thank you notes. What I noticed is that when I would hand my kids a regular piece of stationery, my daughter's a perfectionist and she would want everything to go straight across. And if, God forbid, the card folded horizontally, that little crease and the bump would put her into tears because all of a sudden it wouldn't look good. And we might have 12 to write or 15 to write after a birthday party. So she's the perfectionist. She doesn't want it going down on a slant. She doesn't want it going over the crease and there's no room to fit. She was like, what do I do? I can only fit dear gran and I can't fit grandma. And it would just stress her out. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then my son is just sloppy and he didn't really care what it looked like. So it was just like a hot mess. I've got one of each of those. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> like he didn't care. She cared too much. And so I went to a local bookstore and I said, do you have children's stationery? And she was like, oh, we have beautiful stationery downstairs with bunny rabbits and this and that. And I said, no, but do you have anything that's just practical for kids? You know, I need something that's wide. I need something that's lined. What I had started doing at home was taking construction paper and a ruler and just drawing lines on a wide piece of construction paper. And then also taking, they come home with so much artwork. And I was taking that and clipping that to the top and just stapling it together and then trying to find an envelope that we could fit it in. I originally created it to solve a problem, which I thought the stationery was just too small. (laughs) And then what I've learned, what's been so interesting to me is to hear back from people like, thank you for making thank you notes. Again, thank you for bringing the thank you note back. And here I was just thinking I was simplifying it. That's all in my mind. I was just making it easy. For Ashley, solving her own struggle turned into a business that she is growing today, helping parents and even helping those as far as Burundi, Africa. She's literally building the fairy tale one thank you note at a time. One last clip I want to share with you came from Eileen Spitalny, co-founder of Fairy Tale Brownies. If you're not familiar with this company, I really want you to go try them. Order some brownies, some cookies. They are all delicious and amazing. Not only was Eileen's story of how the idea of owning her business was dreamt up way back when on the kindergarten playground, but I loved how she highlighted working together with her competitors. Through COVID, it's all my competitors and we're in a peer group thing. And I think that is great if you can be in healthy relationships with your competitors, because I really believe there's business for all of us, whether we have, you know, podcasts or a food company. I think it's great to to learn and lean on each other and support each other so that we can all have success. How's that for some food for thought? Pun intended. There's space for all of us. How many podcasts are out there? How many gyms can you join? How many magazines can you read? There are a gazillion people in this world. Didn't fact check that one, but you know what I mean. And you don't have to be the right fit for all of them. You just need a small set of people who are going to be your people and are interested in whatever product or service or dream you have of bringing into the world. So know that there's space for all of us to build the fairy tale. For each of the highlights I featured today, I could have featured at least three more, but I wanted to keep this short and sweet since I know it's a crazy time of year. If you're new here, I hope this gave you a flavor for the amazing stories we share on the show. And if you've been around, I hope they served as helpful reminders. Because although some of these ideas are so incredibly simple, I know they're hard. I know we need to hear them over and over again to keep them top of mind, and I need it to keep myself going. Because those fairy tales may not happen overnight, but we can definitely get there if we keep moving forward, especially if we do so together. So a big, giant thank you for being here. I wish you a wonderful holiday, and cheers to a healthy and happy 2024. I'll be back on January 11th with a brand new episode to kick off the year and celebrate two years of Build Your Own Fairy Tale. Ah, can you believe it's been two years? I'm not giving up on my dreams, and I hope you won't either. I'm Kristen Latini, and this is Build Your Own Fairy Tale. When I set out on my solopreneur journey, I wanted to be the most organized and professional without spending a lot of money. Sound familiar? That's when I discovered a customer relationship management platform called 17 Hats, a game changer even if you're a newbie without tons of clients. Here are three quick reasons why I love 17 Hats. 
Number one, it allowed me to replace my scheduling tool. Hello, one less subscription to pay for. Number two, I can effortlessly send quotes, contracts, and invoices, helping me look super professional. And number three, magical workflows that allow me to automatically send emails and reminders without being tied to my inbox 24-7. The best part is they've got a free seven-day trial so you can check it out firsthand. And if you decide to purchase, here's the best part. Use code FAIRYTALE for a 50% discount off your first year subscription. So head on over to 17hats.com and check it out. Here's to simplifying and making things more magical.